You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. Oh, wow. What a blessing to be here, guys. Good morning, y'all. How are you guys doing? I hope the Holy Spirit can bring revelation today for you guys to understand my accent. Joking. <laughs> so as Caleb introduced me, my name is Lucas. For those who don't know me, I always make this joke. And for those who know me, still Lucas, doesn't change, right? So it's good to be here, guys. As um, Caleb was telling, I went to Brazil, and so much has happened. And this morning, as I, I came here, thank you, brother, <laughs> I was uh, in tears during the worship the whole time, uh, sensing the presence of God in this room again, and sharing what you guys have. You guys have something very special here. You guys have something very special here. Amen? So I just want to affirm it. Sometimes when we, we take a step back, right? And you can see it clear. You guys have something very special here. You are a treasure to me. So I just want to say that. So my wife in Brazil, uh, she says hi. I asked her, do you want to say hi to the church? She says, no way. I don't want to put me in that situation. So I'm just um, telling you guys what she asked me to say. She said hi. Um, she is eight months pregnant. So that's one of the reasons why she could. She's walking like this. Honey, I don't think I'll be able to go even if I have a visa. That's fine. Stay home. Um, yeah, so I came with a friend of mine, Leo, uh, Leonardo. Uh, can you stand so everyone can see you? Yay! <laughs> and Leo is awesome. I'm, I, I'm calling you Leo, Leo, right? We call him Leonardo in Portuguese, and I realize that some people had a little trouble to say that. So it goes by Leo. It's good. Um, and Leo is a friend of mine. Actually, his wife is one of Chris's oldest friends. They've been friends forever. And his wife is also pregnant. Um, they stay together in Brazil. They're having girls' nights and stuff like that. It's super fun. Uh, and one day, Leo, uh, I invited them over and said, hey, guys, why don't you come to, to have dinner with us? They, we were having dinner together. And I was telling them my plans to come to Canada. And his wife is like uh, Brazilian uh, Kelly. I don't know if Kelly's here somewhere. So she said, why don't you go with Lucas? And he's, okay, <laughs> he came with me. So we booked tickets together. That's how uh, they came to me, right? So Leo is a blessing. Um, he's a dentist. And we came all the way from Brazil speaking and talking, sharing stories. And this guy has so many great stories. And I'm going to share a few stories today. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to talk to you, okay? Sharing some things that are in my heart. And hopefully Jesus takes, takes over into the rest. And the first day we got here, Leo and I, we, uh, Caleb took us, I think it was the second day. And we were just walking downtown. I just want to say how, like, much, how blessed he, this guy is. We were just walking together, Caleb and I talking. And Leo stopped by in a coffee uh, um, a jewelry shop? Yeah, a jewelry shop. And he's talking to this guy. And I just look at him and Caleb's. 
and I, we heard when the guy said, can you pray for me? And we're like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> so we three turned to, to this guy, and we had the opportunity to pray. Leo was there, and we started praying for this guy, and then God started giving us. This is in Victoria, three days ago, right? And God began to give us some revelations and words of knowledge to that guy. And we were praying for him, and we are blessing. And I turned and said, who are you doing <laughs> So if you have the opportunity to talk to Leo, he is a blessing. Uh, he's a great guy, great heart. And one of the stories, I want to start with this story, actually. He was telling me in the plane, uh, on the plane, and I was asking Leo, can I share that story? He said, go ahead, man. Um, we are in, in such a busy season in our lives, and probably you guys are as well. And we came here in the, in the midst of this crazy season. And Leo had some, uh, some stories he was sharing with me. Uh, a couple of couple weeks ago, he found there was a hole in his trunk, in the trunk of his car. And he was like, what is this? What's going on here? And he just uh, looked into that hole and the hole, he was about to go fix that. And the Holy Spirit said, don't fix it. I'm going to speak with you with that. I was like, wow, it's <laughs> weird, right? Speak with me with that hole. <laughs> and time passed, and the Holy Spirit started speaking because he took the car to the car wash. So the car was all clean and, and like, shining, but there was a hole, and the hole was bugging him so much. And then the Holy Spirit began to speak with him. That's what's happening when you make a mistake or when you sin. Um, you know, there is a, something that's not quite, quite right in your body. And that bothers you. And I want to fix it. And it's like, okay, thanks, God. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But thank you. That's awesome. A few days passed by, right, Leo? And he's in his clinic. Um, and a guy came. And this guy came and said, I don't know why, but God spoke to me to come here to your clinic. And I said, sure, how can I help you? As soon as the guy opened his mouth, on his pail, there was a hole. And he was, hmm, interesting. And he started speaking with the guy. And uh, the guy is, is talking and sharing how that, that came to be. And he, he was using some opioids and drugs. And he abused that. And that's why the hole was there. As soon as he saw the hole was exactly as his car hole. The Holy Spirit began to, to talk to him. You're going to treat this guy, no charge. You're just going to help him. And he began the treatment. He started doing that for the guy. And, and, the, uh, and they were talking and talking, and he was sharing Jesus' love with that guy, and the guy gave his life to Jesus. And, you know, I think as a dentist, it's one of the best places you can be because the person is like, oh, yeah, and you can only hear it, right? <laughs> so he has a great opportunity to preach the gospel. <laughs> So, anyways, that guy gave his life to Jesus. He changed it. That, that guy's lives, and, and the guy looks to him and says, hey, you know what? I'm, gonna be, I'm going back to the drug dealer, and I'm going to tell him what Jesus has done in my life through your life. And this guy began to go, like, to many people in Brazil, to the favelas and to, like, this really dark places and telling hundreds of people places. And he came back to Leo and said, Leo, you know what? You would, ne you would never have the opportunity to meet some of those people. But through your life, what Jesus has done in your life impacted so many other people. 
And now, before we came here, we stopped by in the car shop. We left his car. It's being fixed. <laughs> and he understood that God was using him. And I want to tell you guys, God wants to use your life in a simple and meaningful way. Can you look to someone and said, God wants to use you. God wants you to use you to spread his message, to bless this world. As I came here this morning, um, I'm just putting this here. As I came here this morning, I, I think it was yesterday, we were walking by um, the bay and we were just talking. And I saw this little stream of water trying to reach the ocean. ocean. But there was not enough water to get there. It was kind of dry. And I had the sense that the water was dry, right, Liu? And I stopped by, and we both were looking there. Oh, the water is stopping here in the middle of the way. But the water is trying. So I'm just telling you guys today, this morning, the Holy Spirit's telling you to keep pressing on and keep pressing on because your heart longs for the Holy Spirit, for greater things, for the ocean. God is an ocean. We sing about that, right? And I know there's so much hunger in this room. When we were singing, when we were, we were worshiping, I know and I can sense the Holy Spirit telling you guys. And Fanny was preaching here this morning. I was like, I don't even need to preach anymore. Because what, a, what an amazing message God's sharing with us. And you know what? We are all called to, to have a missional life. We are all called to have a missional life. That's not a title. That's not a job. That's a lifestyle. You guys know that, right? That's a lifestyle. God called you and me. And, and I was thinking, like, what could I share with this church today? What, what could I share with my friends and family? Because you guys are my family, right? And it was like, I have so much. I, I, felt, I feel like Paul. Like, I have so much to say. And I'm just trying to, like, organize here my, my thoughts to, to share a little bit what's in my heart. Because I really love you guys. I want to see this church flourishing and going and, you know, and going to the, to, to, to the sea and reaching more and more people. It's beautiful what God's doing here. And the word I have from, like, it's not even here, but I was, uh, the word that God put in my heart during the worship was Martha and Mary. You know the story, Martha was so busy. What a, I want to serve the Lord. So many people want to serve the Lord. Is it, a good, is, it, is it a bad thing to serve the Lord? Yes? No, of course not. So many people here in this room, they want to serve Jesus. They want to do things, right? You guys are doers. What a beautiful thing. But Martha, she was so busy trying to figure things out. And Mary was just, I'm going to stay still and listen. Say, listen. Listen is important. Staying his feet. We are singing. We are staying at your feet, Jesus. And when the trouble came, when Lazarus, his, her, their brother, died, Martha was in trouble. She was, she was uh, feeling like, oh, Jesus, if you were here, right? She was blaming Jesus because the trouble, when it comes, Right? We can have different reactions, but Mary, no, Mary was, was staying in the house. So there is a moment where we can act, and there will be times where when Mary came to act, 
The moment where Mary came to act he, to do something, she was precise. She was, she was right on, at the point. She went to, um, to, to use the alabaster vase. She broke the alabaster vase. She anointed, anointed, uh, anointed Jesus' feet. And she was doing something for eternity. So sons and daughters of God who stay still in his presence, who spend time with him, with his words, when you guys are going to do something, it's gonna do something, you guys are going to do something meaningful. So don't worry about, what should I do? What should, I, should I start a small group? Should I go there? Should I? Just stay. I'm only doing what my father is doing. I'm looking to him. I'm, I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. Amen? Are you guys with me this morning? And, you know, I was thinking about that. Uh, we're talking, my friend and I, like, Okay, so what does it mean to have a mission in life? Because I don't know about you, but I have a, a full-time job too, right? I have to pay bills. And now I'm, I have a baby on the way, but most of you guys are parents. Who, are, who here, like, have kids? Raise your hands. So yeah, you, you probably have to change diapers. You have to pay bills. You have to deal with things, right? And how can we... Be missional. And that's the word God is pulling in my heart. Jesus here on earth, he was 100% man. Are you agree that Jesus was God? Yes or no? He was 100% God. I know the math doesn't match, right? But Jesus was the son of God and he is the son of God. But Jesus was also, the Bible says that he being in the in very nature God, he did not consider equality with God to, to be used uh, as something, as a, on his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. He emptied himself. Jesus emptied himself, became like a man. So he was a man, right? 100% like me and you. And even though he did amazing things, and guys, what I want to tell you is when you are, when we born again, we were born again, we have a new nature in us. The Holy Spirit comes to live in you. you. You're still the same. You're still a human being, right? 100% flesh. We still have to pay bills. We still have to, to do things, normal things. But now we have a treasure in our, inside of us. The, the kingdom of God is inside of you. It's inside of me. Amen? And that's the treasure. That's the precious thing that is, is in us. There is a power. The Bible says when you give your life to Jesus, when you, you, you receive Jesus, you become a son and a daughter of God. There is a new nature in you. And if you haven't, you haven't done this before yet, you can do this today. You can say, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior, my Lord. And then there is a transformation. Nothing changed in your life outside, Right? But inside of you, there is a transformation that happens. The Spirit of God dwells, it starts to dwelling in you. And you feel like, whoa, I don't know what's going on, but God, it's in me. The power, Acts 1, 8 says that you receive, but you receive power. Dunamis. Amen? That comes upon you. And hold those who believe become his witness. They're, right? Jesus' witness. And you can go and you can perform miracles, wonders. We'll follow those who believe. Amen? Are you guys with me? Yes? All right. So 
I believe, guys, we, although we go through like natural things and we, we ought to kill our, our, uh, our sinful desires every single day, the spirit of the living God is in us. That's beautiful, right? That's the beauty of God, that he puts such a precious thing in a week. <laughs> so when I ask you, Jesus, there is a verse that's the main verse for today, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, that says, we, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. God, he didn't call us to try to be an angel, <laughs> right, to perform. There is no pretendness. We're just normal dads, normal, right, regular dudes. And there is a tre treasure inside of us. So when we go out on the streets and buy some jewelry, we can pray for someone. Because God's in you. God, there's nothing special about this Brazilian guy. I'm just, you know, when I first came here, I was like trembling. I was like, God, I don't even speak English properly. How am I going to do this? And God said, that's why I'm going to use it. You, because you are nothing. And if you went yourself, if you say, I am nothing, but you are everything for me, I need your presence, I'm going to use you. Amen? That's the beauty. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to force anything. You just have to be who you are. Right? There is a treasure inside of you. Jesus said, you don't need to help me, okay? I said, okay, Jesus. Just Say something, and I'm going to do the rest. I said, Amen. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so I was, in a I was on the plane. I said, Jesus, what should I say to those people? And Jesus said, lead with your weaknesses. I laughed like there was an angel. <laughs> Is that you, Jesus? Amen. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> Oh, man, it's good to be here, guys. It's good to be with your family. And, you know, there is no pretendness. It's just a family. Just sharing life. Normal life. Normal days. But there is a supernatural power that dwells in you. And don't forget it. Jesus wants to use you. I was, I was hearing stories, like Gary was telling me stories. He was praying for a sick man. Those guys were praying Street invaders, they were praying and the supernatural power. But don't forget, you're just a guy. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus was telling me on the plane, was like, just tell them. Lead with your weaknesses. Show, you know, you're just a guy. When, uh, when Thomas, you know, the, 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 the apostle, the disciple Thomas, right? Am I saying right? There we go. Um, he struggled with his unbeliefs. Uh, and Jesus healed him using his wounds, showing his wounds. So sometimes when you show someone what you went, you, you go, you went through, you can heal someone. <sighs> this is beautiful, guys. Come on. You know, it's amazing. Jesus came back for Thomas. And Thomas said, ah, if I don't see it, if I don't touch it, and Jesus said, okay, here, touch it. 
I went through this. It was painful, but I went through. So the things you go through, guys, the things you, you sometimes feel like, oh, my goodness, this normal life, these struggles that I go through, right, they can become a great testimony. Are you with me? Not open wounds, healed wounds. Open wounds, open wounds, in Portuguese they say that open wounds means closed ministry. Closed wounds means open ministry. Do you get it? Amen? Okay, so in Portuguese we say, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense, okay? But I hope so. <laughs> an open wound means a closed ministry. A closed wound means an open ministry. So I, I went through this. But I went through this. I want to share with you today one of, perhaps one of the hardest testimonies to share was my marriage testimony at first. And I'm going to share with you a little bit because uh, when, we first, when we first got married, my wife was watching. She allowed me to share a little bit. Um, so short story. It's a long story. It would take the whole day to share here, right? So I just want to summarize a little bit. Uh, we know each other for 12 years or something. Uh, and at first, when we were kids, uh, I loved her. I was in love with her. She didn't, so we went in different ways, right? That's the short version. There's lots. <laughs> you went in different ways. Um, and, and, and 12 years later, um, I've done stuff. I, I traveled. I... I came here to Canada, right? Life was happening. And also it was for her. Um, so she, uh, she actually got married to a guy. And when she, she was in that relationship, it was a very abusive relationship. Um, and so it was very painful for her because she was a worship leader. Her parents are the pastors. So she couldn't speak to anyone about that. She was feeling like, it's my fault. I, I, I probably am not praying enough for him. I'm probably not doing the things right. But it was coming to the point that was getting dangerous in that relationship. I'm not going into details. But you picture, right? And there was a, a short time. The guy asked her to marry her in the altar in front of the whole church. And she said yes. And, and so they got married. They were in this very weird. She was not understanding what was going on. Like, I don't know. She shared that. Leo is it's my family. He is here to, to affirm what I'm doing because saying, right? Um, so she, she knew something was not quite right. And one day she, she was an anchor. Uh, she, she works as a reporter, and she also has, uh, she works as an Instagram influencer. So she has some contracts with business to promote their business. And one day, uh, she found out that there was, there, was more, there was more about that story. And the guy was doing bad stuff, and people posted that all over. So for her, her world was destroyed. She was, like, devastated. She the first, the first thing she wanted to do was delete everything, uh, ask to leave her job because she was exposed. 
Something that was like, for her, was so painful when she was trying to deal and dry, right? She was like, I don't know how to deal with that. I cannot even talk to my parents because that's so painful for me. And per perhaps she was feeling like, ah, I don't know how to deal with that. Anyway, so that happened. And, and so she just took some time off with his wife. They went away when that was exposed. People posted all over what was happening. Uh, a few weeks later, because she had contracts, she had, to she had to pay her bills, she had to fulfill. So that was a very hard situation. Okay, and I, I owe an explanation to my employers, right? So for the people who employ her. So she made a video, and that's how I came to, after 12 years, that video in my, in my context went viral. Like, lots of people sharing that video. Oh, that's what happened. That's what happened. And one day I, I found out, I saw the video, I cried. I, I said, whoa, this is, this is terrible. My friend, we were kids, when we were kids, I know her. I'm praying for her. Anyway, so uh, I shared a, I, I text her, a very short message. I'm so sorry. I'm praying for you. And oh, the room got really quiet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're listening. <laughs> I'm here. I'm married. So calm down. There is a happy ending, right? Oh, man, it's good to be here. What's that? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's just a hanging <laughs> cliff that's like, what the heck, what else? Um, okay, so uh, that happened, and I texted her. That was probably around May or 2020. I don't know, May, June, something like that. Anyway, so I texted her, and there was nothing back because probably, I don't know how many people we're texting her. Lots, lots of people. Just a short message. I text her. Okay. I, I was here in Canada, living my life, doing ministry, right? Um, and one day, I'm, I'm 31 years old. I was kind of like, oh, my gosh. I, my biggest dream is to be a father. I prayed so many times. I want to be a father. I want to have a family. But I said, God, maybe I'm going to be one of those guys. They going to be a pastor, single, missionary, you know. I have an uncle like that. So, <laughs> I may be that uncle. <laughs> I hope he's not watching. <laughs> oh, my. Anyway, so, I was like, God, I really want to have a family. But if it's your will, here's my, you know, Isaac here. I'm going to sacrifice it before you. That was September the 10th. Of 2020. I, but I said, God, but if you want to give me a family, I would be so happy. I bound out right next to my bed. I remember I, this morning I was reviewing. What should I say this morning? <laughs> I was kind of like reviewing my thoughts. And I look into the very place I bowing down there and I'm praying. And God said, be specific. I was like, ooh, that's God. I was being specific before, didn't work out, that's why I'm single, right? So I'm not going back there. <laughs> didn't work. And God was like, okay, be a specific. I was like, okay, God, let's try again. Um, and I, start, I, start, I began to describe how I imagined that person, like inside and out, right? 
And I realized and in the middle of my prayer that I was praying for Christian, for my wife. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm praying for her. Anyway, so I was praying for her. And I said, God, maybe you're going to send someone like her, right, similar to her. And Jesus said, there's no one like her. So only one, right? I said, okay, amen. And Jesus said, I, I left that, that scenario with such a conviction that I was going to marry that girl. Of course, the devil came and started with all the, you know, the talk like, oh, she rejected you back there. Why do you think she's going to like you? She's too far away. You, you know, all those kind of things. Because always when God gives you a promises, the devil comes and starts you. Right? Is that correct? Amen. So I, I said, no, God, I believe in you. And if you're saying so, I haven't texted her. I just texted in the beginning of the year when everything happens. That was a Thursday night. I came back home from some groceries. Uh, I parked my car on Saturday. And she texted me back, thank you. <laughs> that was four months later. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I remember. I, I grabbed my phone. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm like sweating. My hands are shaking. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> so anyways... That happens, and I was like, oh, my goodness, she texts me back. What should I say? What should I say? Should I text Caleb and ask him, like, what should I say? <laughs> I was that level. <laughs> and I said, you're welcome. And, and that's how everything started. We began to talk, and I think the first day we spoke for two or three hours, and that was already, like, super late in Brazil. I was like, that's interesting. She said, okay, can I talk to you tomorrow? I was like, oh, Jesus, she's into me. Yes. Anyways, but you know what? We began our story there, and short story, got married. So <laughs> you guys can figure there are lots <laughs> in between, right? Uh, I went back to Brazil, and everything was amazing. And and we have a baby coming on the way. And the, the day when I heard that I was going to be a father, ah, I cried like a baby. Because <laughs> that was my biggest dream. Like, I always, you know, I always took care of some, some people, other people's kids. I was a youth pastor. I was a teacher. I'm going to have my own kids. Oh, my goodness. That's a blessing. And the word God gave us. So we had all this testimony going on in our lives. And although it was a hard process, right? I, have, I haven't told you guys the whole healing process. The whole, you know, there was a process. In, in God was telling us a verse that he gave us was Isaiah 61, 7 that says, instead of shame, my people will have double portion. And instead of humiliation, they will rejoice in their share. And I was, God, this is such a beautiful picture. When I understood it, I knew we, we ought to be in Brazil. We, we had to stay in Brazil because God was going to honor her. God was going to, she was humiliated in that place, in that scenario. So God was, she, she stopped it to sing at church. She stopped preaching. She's a preacher. She's a better preacher than I am. Uh, she's a better whatever, everything than I am. <laughs> and anyways, and, and she stopped it. And now God was restoring her life in the place of, you know, guiltness and shame. Was God was bringing restoration. God was bringing healing. God was bringing uh, glory and honor to her. It was like, yes, that's why we have to stay in Brazil. 
I understood it. But in the midst of the process, I remember when Jesus said, now you are going to use your testimony to share to others. I was like, this is hard. How? How do we do that? So there was a process. And here's the, that, that was in the introduction, okay, guys? I'm going to preach just five minutes. The message is just five minutes. The introduction is long. So the message starts here. <laughs> People are like, come on, this Brazilian dude. It's just five minutes, they said, okay? Um, so Isaiah chapter 6, if you have your Bible, I'm going to use the Bible. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5. You um, can also read from that, right? There we go. So Isaiah chapter 6 talks about, um, it's interesting because verse 1 speaks about a trauma, a problem, a situation. It's not there, but it says, the year when the King Uzziah died, there was a situation going on, right? Um, and sometimes in the midst of bad situations, when things that are like, oh my goodness, this happened, God can use it to ministry our lives, to shape our lives, and to bless others. So from verse 2 to 4, it's talking about the, the, uh, the experience that now after this traumatic situation uh, happened, Isaiah had with the Lord. So Isaiah sees the Lord. He's like, oh, I, I see the Almighty God and, he, and His throne and everything, and the angels are flying. It's a terrifying view, view, vision. And Isaiah is having that experience with the Lord. So verse 5 comes and says, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined. So many times people feel like that, right? <laughs> That's how Christian felt. I'm ruined. Um, and he says, For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And it's interesting because this verse talks about when we are exposed to the light of God, we come to church, we, we go close to his presence, we see us, right? His glory reveals who we are. And Isaiah, in that context, he says, I am a man of unclean lips. That was his wounds. That was his situation. That was something that needed to be healed. But also there was some identification with other people. He says something else. He says, and I live among people of unclean lips. And it's interesting because it's so easy to see other people's, right? Mistakes and, oh, my goodness, Canada. Oh, my goodness, the government. Oh, my goodness. Right? All this kind of stuff. But when we, the glory of God is revealed to us, when we come to his presence like Mary, and we allow the Holy Spirit to speak with us, ah, we see, oh, I am like them. <laughs> My heart is also corrupted, right? My heart, I am also a liar. I am also a, 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 a jar of clay. And the glory of God, the Bible says, it's there, was there with Isaiah. And the beauty of this verse is that says, verse 6, if you have there, I don't have here. 
that God didn't stop there. He provided. Says with me, God provides. The Bible says that Jesus is the Lamb of God that covers the sins of men. No. Sorry. <laughs> Too excited to say that. <laughs> Jesus doesn't say the Bible. <laughs> oh, she's laughing and making. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say that Jesus covers or Jesus only forgives. The Bible says that Jesus takes away. No, no, come on. Come on, church. Jesus takes away. Jesus takes away. He took upon him all infirmity, all sins, everything. He took away your sin. Okay. And the Bible says that with Isaiah, there was a problem with his lips. He identified, he said, oh, I have, I have this problem. I'm before the Lord. I have this situation where God touched him, his mouth. And now, with something from the altar, uh, a call from the altar, he touched his mouth and said, See, uh, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Right? So your sin is forgiven. Um, then I heard a voice from the Lord. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? You know, go where? Go where, church? To the people of unclean lips. There was an identification there. Isaiah noticed, I have some problem. They have some problem. <laughs> God's touching me. And now I'm healed. Yes! I'm saved. I came to church. Jesus touched my life. And now the Spirit's asking, whom shall I send? Yes. Come on, church. We are called to be a missional church. We are called to be missionals. And that's not a job. This is not a title. This is for every single believer. If you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, you have to, to share this message with others. Not a we in a weird way. You can be just yourself. Right? And the beauty of it. Is Jesus is going to use the situations in your life. So when, for Chris and I, uh, was that whole situation, God was working so many things in my life. I first thought, oh, Jesus is working her life. What a beautiful thing. <laughs> I had no clue what Jesus was going to do in my life. There's so, that was, and still some, right, probably. Um, there's so much brightness in my heart. There's so many things. It would be more convenient for me to come to Canada. I don't want to go into that. It's another message for another day. If you guys invite me, I can. Right? Um, there's so much in me. It would be much, much more convenient here because then I come here. I, I work. I pay the bills. I am the man. Right? I, I had this kind of thing. I didn't even realize I had that in my heart. And when I noticed I'm going back to Brazil, I have to start over everything. Wow, there's so much God was working in me as well and in our marriage. So one day when we decided, okay, we are going to share this story. And that was interesting because people started to come and more and more messages began to come. And like, can you pray for us? 
can I pray for me? Because I'm going through the same. Like men like me, they were asking, can you pray for me? Because I lost hope. You know, I lost hope. And I can see what God's doing in your life. Like Leo, and I shared that testimony, what God has done in that guy's lives. And, and probably lots of people are getting hope again because of that. And now we begin to share that testimony. I remember the first day we were invited to share our story in a couple's conference, in a marriage conference. I was like, I just got married. <laughs> what should I say? Those guys, they've been married for 30, 40, or forever years. And, you know, it's like, what should I say to them? And Jesus said, just, you know, what I took. Because I was like Jeremiah. Jesus, I'm just like a boy. I don't know what to say, you know. Cry and, you know, weep. And Jesus said, you know, I'm going to use it. You in your testimony. And when we finished, the room was filled with people. And we just, I just shared that message. People were crying all over. And we were praying for them. And they were saying, oh, our marriage is being restored. And that's amazing. So God's calling you to inspire others. Perhaps the situations that you think, oh, my goodness, this is too painful. God wants to use it to bless others in the place where you are what you are doing uh, being who you are God wants to use your life to bless others amen so I want to pray for you guys today I had so much more things I wanted to say but let's leave to another opportunity also I want to do something different I want to ask maybe some people from the worship team if they could help me um we could press press on a little bit more. And I know there's some people in this room <coughs> that has been blessed by this message, have been blessed by this message. I hope so. <laughs> um, and I know that you might be thinking, I, I went through this, but I'm healed, and God's calling me to bless others. So perhaps you you can... Stand up in your place while we are, we are here. And I'm, you, we are the body of Christ, right? There is nothing, no one is better or worse. We are the body of Christ. So you can pray for someone here. Today, you can search for, find someone and pray for someone. Or perhaps you need to, like some prayers. You, you find my wounds are still open. I want someone to pray for me. So we are going to create some space. Is that, is that, is that all right, Caleb? You're going to create some space for that. So you're going to make a mess here and pray for people and ask you to walk around. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, just pray for someone. Just bless someone. Leave this room carrying some seeds and say, I'm going to do something different this week. I'm going to bless someone. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. So if you can close your eyes before I close here. Father, thank you for this place thank you for every single one here we bless them in jesus name father i know you are speaking i know you are talking your presence is like a living water washing away every single thing that doesn't belong to you father god and i know that there is healing we we prayed and we sang father today when you walk into the room father ah jesus you are here we can 
We know that your presence is here, Jesus. So we know that there is healing in the house. There is, Father, restoration in the house. There is transformation for you, for your house, for those situations that perhaps you feel like hopeless. Jesus is saying to you, fix your eyes on me. Fix your eyes on me. Fix your eyes on me. Keep going. Thank you for listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. At Lifetree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.